Hey friend, are you looking for a way to reignite the spark in your marriage? Well, I've got some really good news for you. Jeff and I are going to host a free virtual date night on March 14th at 7 p.m. And this is going to be a place where you can discover practical tools with the Enneagram so that you can really understand one another, right? Like we all need that. Well, this 90 minute event, we're going to explore the power of the Enneagram with the gospel to help your marriage flourish. And how are we going to do that? Well, we've got something new and unique with the Enneagram called the relational dance. We help you to understand why your spouse thinks, feels, and does certain things and how to navigate that dance together. So reserve your free ticket now at yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash date night. You are not going to want to miss this. Trust me, you're going to gain so much more clarity than you ever thought imaginable. Get your ticket at yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash date night. And we cannot wait to see you there. Well, hey, everyone, this is Beth from Your Enneagram Coach, and this is Your Enneagram Coach, the podcast, where we're here to help you to understand yourself with astonishing clarity so that you can break free from self-condemnation, fear, and shame by knowing and experiencing the unconditional love, forgiveness, and freedom in Christ. Now, don't forget, we're also on YouTube. So if you'd love to watch us, watch the podcast there, we would love for you to join. Hit the subscribe button, but also recognize that we have other things on that YouTube channel that we know you're going to benefit from. Well, today, as you can see, my husband Jeff isn't here, but I have Adam Breckenridge, our director of coaching, who's going to co-host with me. We have a very special guest who went through our Become an Enneagram Coach training and who has taken it so far. So Adam, it's so good to have you with us. Hey, Beth. Thanks for having me. It's This is always one of my favorite things to do is to come hang out with you on the podcast. I know. I just love it. Well, today, our special guest is Elizabeth Bennett, and Elizabeth lives up in the Northwest, actually one of my favorite places, Olympia, Washington, where one of my best friends uh, lives. And Elizabeth went through our training of becoming an Enneagram coach, but not only that, she has taken it really far. So I can't wait for you guys to hear all of the benefits of becoming an Enneagram coach and the experiences that you can have, not only taking the course and blessing yourself through transformation, but watching other people's lives transform in multiple ways. So Elizabeth, welcome. We're so glad that you're here. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, any chance to plug coaching? I mean, it's one of my favorite things to do. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Elizabeth, thanks so much for hanging out with us. You know, I, I, I see your name pop up in our coaching community a lot. You you really are a, a, a bright spot. And I, I know I speak on behalf of Beth and Jeff and our team and all of our YEC certified coaches when, when I say that I love the work that you're doing. Uh, the books that you've written, we're going to talk in, in just a minute about a new book that you wrote that uh, that just came out. But um, I just want to, we want to honor you. You really are a unique voice in the Enneagram world and your content is so good. And I know that you're making a huge impact on so many lives and uh, we're just, we want to amplify your stuff. Like (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's fun to have you on the podcast so that you, you can share your work with, with more people. Yeah. So Elizabeth, you, you learned about the Enneagram back in 2017. Is that right? That is correct. Yes. Um, It was, and then road back to you actually, actually uh, where I learned it from. And then you, I guess, immediately saw how beneficial the tool was. And so you then dove in and created your own Instagram account, which is at Enneagram.life, which now has about, what, 70,000 or more than 70,000 followers, which is 
incredible. That's incredible. Is that is that right? Yes. So um, it's hard to keep track of. <laughs> so I think it's like sorry, two. I don't know. Somewhere around there. And then not only with the incredible following on Instagram, you have coached over a hundred clients, and I would just love to hear what it's been like for you to um, just spread the word of how the Enneagram is helpful, but also then to coach people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a lot of people don't realize how incredible this job is, you know, and what we get to do on a day in and day out basis, because I mean, they're reading it for themselves and they see it's insightful and it's been helpful to them, but to sit across from someone and to help them understand their own inner world and how to grow into a healthier version of who God created them to be is truly a remarkable opportunity and a privilege. Would you be able to kind of just expound a little bit more on what it's been like for you to coach people and the experiences you've had? Yes, of course. Um, So I always tell people that um, most of my Enneagram education has come from my coaching clients. And uh, being able to yeah sit with someone and ask them for, straight from the horse's mouth, like, what does this look like for you in your life? And those kind of things has been really, really cool. Um, it's also given me a lot more empathy for all different numbers. Once you've, yeah, come face to face with the hurts and the pains and the struggles of each and every number, it makes the the memes and the jokes not as fun anymore once you... Once you're like, whoa, that's a real person who's really hurting. And, whoa, that's not as funny as it was. Um, and, yeah, but I um, I have found coaching to be one of the most life-giving things. And um, I got married really young, had kids really young, and didn't really have an opportunity to figure out really what I wanted to do with my life before all of that. Um, but since starting doing um, coaching, I'm just like, oh, man, this is such a this is such a gift to like be welcomed into people's lives and be a voice that now I'm like, Oh, I definitely somewhere down the road want to become a counselor. And that has really uh, enlightened that for me, but really um, doing the Enneagram coaching has been so cool because I think when we all first get to the Enneagram, we all kind of drag our family and friends into it. <laughs> of like, oh, okay, this has been such a cool t- tool for me. We need to figure out what everyone is. So we have this mutual language. And there's just a different resistance to, you know, a family member trying to be a prophet in their hometown to people coming to you that are ready and willing and wanting to grow and just how much more fun it is when people are wanting you to speak into their life and wanting to explore the Enneagram. Yeah, it's just been really cool. And I don't know, just some encouragement too. I think, um, so the day I finished your course, Beth, I had two coaching clients that night, the the day I, I completed the course and I felt like such an imposter. I was like, I don't know anything. Oh my gosh, they're going to, they're, they're going to see right through me, all that stuff. And I have just been surprised every single time I get on the phone or Zoom or whatever it is with people that um, all you need to be is one page ahead, you know, than the person that wants to learn from you. And as it so happens, I am a whole course ahead of most of these people wanting coaching from me and so um yeah I have never um had a coaching session that I have left feeling stupid because I think you know I I it's hard to step into that expert realm um but it's it's good to remind yourself that yeah oftentimes you are a whole course of reading and researching and teaching ahead of the people that are coming to you 
Yeah. And, and the great thing about the Become an Enneagram Coach course is not only do we teach you all the ins and outs of the Enneagram in a simplified, easy to understand way, but then we show you how to coach. Mm-hmm. And then not only do we show you how to coach the the three-step coaching process that we have, but we actually have guide sheets available to coaches that want to use them in especially their first five sessions. So it's like plug and play. And then they're the same things that I use. And so for those, uh, you know, some people want to just do their own thing and coach in their own way and their own style. But for a lot of people, they want a, a place to start. They want to know that there is a tried and true path. And we offer that for coaches so they can jump right in, learn, and then basically push play. And it it's just that easy, which is so beneficial for so many people. Um, so one thing I just kind of was curious about is like, so you learned about the Enneagram in 2017. And it really helped you. Um, but what made you decide to become an Enneagram coach? Like what led up to that decision? Yeah, so it's it's a little bit of a crazy story. I'll try to minimize it as much as I can. Um, but in the fall of 2018, I had a six-month-old baby. And I was still working part-time at a nail salon um, because I have a cosmetology license. Um, and I decided to quit that and just go full-time staying at home. And me and my husband were talking about the Enneagram so much. It's helped our marriage unbelievably. I'm an Enneagram 4 and he's an Enneagram 1. So um, yeah, learning those differences about each other has been super, super helpful. And so uh, we were talking about it every day, all the time. And uh, we decided, I was like, oh, well, it'd be cool to create like an Instagram or Twitter that's like Enneagram thought of the day, like just kind of talk about what we're talking about. And my husband is a business major. <laughs> and so we had this whole plan before we did our Instagram of like, oh, we should start out just describing what the nine types are. And oh, we should interview people and have it from those people to explain their own type and um, do those kind of things. And so we did those first nine posts and we're getting really good feedback and I was really enjoying it. And that just so happened to be the September before the December when the Enneagram bingo came out and then Instagram exploded for the Enneagram. And so within that two months, we went from a tiny 300 person, mostly our family Instagram account, um, to over 10,000 followers. Like basically overnight, Um, I had to turn off notifications because my phone was just like, bing, 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 basically just constantly. So many people asking questions and commenting and all this stuff. And so um, it was really, really cool. And God was just obviously opening a really big door for us. Um, and basically what happened out of that was I was spending so much time making content, answering questions, commenting, all this stuff that it came to a point where I was like, I have to monetize this in some way or I'm kind of wasting my time. And so we actually did, we sold, um, we sold stickers and t-shirts to fund me getting my Enneagram coaching certification and yeah, and that you had to help um, to be like, hey, if you're enjoying the content that we're already doing, how much so would you enjoy it if I learn even more, you know? Um, and so that was really cool. Obviously, it didn't like fully cover everything, but made me feel a little better about the the financial pouring into this for myself. Um, yeah, so I started the course in, I think, February of 2019. By March, I was certified by the end of March. Um, and I started coaching and yeah, just, man, it was so cool. Like I, I almost don't think I've ever dipped into something that has made me feel so purposeful before than getting to talk to these people, having, seeing people have these aha moments and just being like, you have literally just changed my life. It's just 
insane. And also that I've gotten to witness to people. There's been so many people that have come to me that are not even Christians that are like, okay, I see all these problems. Like, what are what's the solution? And I'm like, well, I only know one solution. And so if you're okay with me sharing that, I will. And gosh, that's been so humbling and so, so cool as well. So anyways, long story, but um, that's how I stumbled into all of this. And I just feel like, yeah, everything has been God just opening doors and being like, okay, let's take another step. Yeah. Well, Adam's a type six. I'm a type nine. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are like, okay, so can all nine types be good coaches? Like, how does that even work? Or are there some types that are better than others? So as an Enneagram four, how does the benefits, the strengths, the uh, amazing qualities that you have as an Enneagram four show up to your coaching? And how does it bless those that you get to coach? We'll be back after a quick break. Hey friend, let's imagine a date night where everything changes for you and your spouse. Wouldn't that be amazing? Well, that's exactly what's going to happen on March 14th. Jeff and I are inviting you to a special virtual date night where we're going to help you to really understand you and your spouse and why you guys have the dance that you do. Now, I know you probably step on each other's toes. We get it. We've been there. We've been married almost 30 years. But the dance, this tool with the Enneagram, poof, you are going to be so amazed at how much you're going to understand your all's dance and then how to correct it in a healthy way. So if this sounds intriguing to you and you want to see your marriage grow and flourish with grace and compassion and understanding, then grab your free ticket at yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash date night. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss out on this free opportunity. Again, it's yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash date night, and we cannot wait to see you there. Yeah, I mean, we all have our strengths and weaknesses, right? So we, I think all of us are really good coaches in different ways. But specifically for the Enneagram 4, um, I have been told my entire life that I am really good at asking questions and asking kind of secretly deep question. And so um, that's definitely something I've seen come into play a lot is asking those really pointed questions. And then I was just telling a coaching client the other day, she started crying and she was like, oh my gosh, I never cry with strangers. And I'm like, well, I feel like I'm probably the safest person. <laughs> you could do that, but there's 0% judgment from me <laughs> towards your tears of anything. They show me that you are being authentic. And I'm like, oh good. I don't have to like guess you're being honest about what you're talking about and that just being really really cool in that and then I also think um my five and my three wing help in my coaching a lot too with different areas both with the knowledge and with them being able to tap into some of my small talk skills I think has been helpful um yeah but overall the heart of the four I think is for depth and is for authenticity and is for finding who you are. And I think those things play in really, really well to being an Enneagram coach. Yeah. Fours really do such a, just to affirm you, you, you do such a beautiful job of handling the burden of other people's emotions um, and uh, creating a safe place where they can, I've been coached by a four and uh, as a type six, I have, you know, I have a lot of fears, just a few. And, and, you know, my, the fours in my life create a safe place for me to be honest about my fears and get in touch with my fears. And because 
you know, being in touch with your inner world is so natural to you. You, you really do have a gift of helping others go into that place. And, uh, so yeah, I, I love, a, I mean, all nine types make, can make for a great coach, but I, I love those four strengths that show up in the coaching space. Absolutely. Hey, Elizabeth, I'm curious about, so I, I love your courage uh, to um, take the initiative. It's, it's really clear listening to your story that God did a deep work in you through the tool of the Enneagram. Um, you started sharing that with others. God quickly, almost overnight, to use your language, gave you a ton of influence, which you've done a beautiful job of stewarding, by the way. But yeah. there's one thing I know that's true about anyone who is making the journey of becoming an Enneagram coach and now an author is that it's not easy. It's not an easy journey. Uh, so would you be willing to share with us, like, what are some of the roadblocks you encountered, some of the uh, obstacles that threatened to, to hold you back? Mm-hmm. What, what, what was that journey like? And, and how did you overcome those things to pursue this calling that, that God's placed on your life? Yeah, man, I feel like the last three years that I've been doing all this work have definitely not been the smoothest ride in the world. Um, I think especially as an Enneagram 4, it's really hard to stay consistent with things and do things when you don't feel like it, which has been a big growth in um, just the world of social media and coaching. I mean, any job, honestly, you're going to have to be consistent to a certain degree. Um, Yeah, but I feel like having people rally around you um, with the Instagram account that I have. I have a creative assistant who does all of my work that I don't love doing. Um, So I get a really focus on where my talent is. And so she does um, all the emails, the Facebook posts, all those kind of things. And I gladly pay her every single month. And it's amazing. Um, And she's also a huge cheerleader in what we're doing. And so um, that's been really, really amazing. Um, I have also had to, man, unmesh myself from a lot of the comments and, you know, things that you get. Because I think you slowly realize that people are people are talking about themselves to themselves on the internet they don't see that there's an actual human behind these things or those kind of things and i would honestly say my biggest challenge with instagram in general is i'm dyslexic and Mm -hmm. um, my brain fixes typos for me when i'm reading (laughs) and so that is really difficult (laughs) when you are putting stuff out online and for some reason god loves to have just have the typos slip through on those one posts just they slip through it's always type ones it's always the always the type ones and it drives me (laughs) sorry type ones yeah we're not trying we're not trying (laughs) i'm like obviously it's god it's god that's doing this to you it's not me i'm not purposely doing this (laughs) Um, right right and it drives me crazy because people like will make comments about like obviously a one didn't write this post haha or like just things like that and i'm like my husband is a one he actually proofread this he's just a horrible speller as well (laughs) and like they didn't catch it (laughs) ones are good at different things and so yeah those comments i feel i get that testy anxiousness in myself when people start critiquing typos because i'm like it doesn't matter people can make mistakes yeah stop putting this Mm. out um, I grew up with a, a reading disability as well, and that is definitely a big, a big thing for me. As so, I, I'm totally empathizing with you yeah. right now. I know because it's a sore spot, and then all of a sudden, there's mm-hmm. a microscope on this sore yes. spot in your life, and right, 
yeah, man, it's still, it still is, is hard. But I think I came to a conclusion a long time ago that if I was going to my, like microscope my posts and try like the, my hardest never to make typos and fear that so much, I would never make content. And that, you know, the action is so much greater than that, like fear of what the comments could be. Um, because people are getting things out of it. And I know most of the comments might be about the typo, but there are 300 people that loved the post and shared it or saved it or whatever that didn't make a comment that it spoke to. And so, yeah, just having to focus on that, I think has, um, yeah, helped, helped in the just keep, keep moving forward. Don't get overly discouraged. Keep going. And honestly, with my coach, with the coaching outside of Instagram, I feel like I haven't. I haven't really gone through a ton of obstacles. I've definitely had to figure out a couple of different demographics that I don't think are my ideal client and have mm-hmm. had to um, be like, oh, you know, I'd feel a little weird about coaching single men in their 20s because I'm a married woman in my 20s. It's just, I don't, again, I tend to go really deep and personal and because I'm an Instagram mm-hmm. that's where I go and I'm like, I just don't really feel like this is appropriate. So I've had to like, no, I don't really coach young men just because of that or well it's easy you know things like that and that's great to to focus in on you know where's your sweet spot what what do you enjoy and then refer people on to some other coach that would be amazing fit for them um because we can't be the amazing fit for everyone um so i think that's really that's just a lot of wisdom i think there's just to name what where you excel and just like you said earlier like there are certain, um, as a four would probably say, is there are certain mundane tasks that I don't want to do. Well, I just hired someone and I'm happy to pay them to do those tasks that don't bring life to me. And we all have those things. And it's great that you've seen that and you've kind of sorted things out and then delegated. That's not easy to do, especially when you kind of have, you know, maybe so many resources. It's like, you know what, this is important to to offload or to delegate this so that I can stay fixated and focused on what I'm really good at. I'm that's just really great. Yeah. I just want to point out, uh, you know, Elizabeth, well, thank you for sharing, you know, what, what it's like to, to, to journey toward becoming a, a, you know, um, an influencer, a coach and an author. And you illustrated something when you were talking is, is that, Typically, God, when he invites us to step into our calling, he's going to invite us to step somehow step in through the door of weaknesses. <laughs> you know, he's going to use strengths, but he's going to he's going to ask us to step through. And usually those weaknesses are the very things about us that we feel the most shame about. We feel afraid of and we feel like they're the things that we're going to need to fix in order to be successful or make an impact. And actually, it's not the way it works in the kingdom of God. You know, he, ca- he calls Moses to do the talking when Moses doesn't talk very good. And I, I, I can use improper English, you know, uh, on that. Uh, I'm from Arkansas. Let me give me a break. Um, so, but he, you know, he, he calls, <laughs> I mean, the ultimate example is he, he comes to us at Christmas in, in the, you know, in blood and flesh in the form of a helpless baby to save the world. Like that's pretty weak and that doesn't make any sense, you know, but that's, that's how he comes. And I just want to honor you and and say I'm so so grateful for your courage to 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 say hey these are vulnerabilities I have in addition to my gifts 
and these are not going to stop me from from stepping into what God is calling me to do and the influence that he's given me. So well done. Yeah. And, you know, just from one person that struggled with reading their whole life, you know, to another, I just want to also just say kudos for the books you've written, because I know how hard that is <laughs> on multiple, multiple levels. So let's dive into that. Like what, when did you realize that you wanted to kind of go in this direction of be an author with the Enneagram and how that kind of unfold? Um, and then what were the first books you read, you wrote, and then we'll get into your most current book. Yeah. So this is actually, I know this is going to be kind of a lot of backstory, but I think this is just a really cool story of God's redemption and grace is, so my grandmother is an author and she was actually, um, she very much favored my older brother and she was actually pretty emotionally abusive towards me. And, um, she spoke over my life often as a child, you are never going to be the writer. You are never going to be the writer. Your brother is the writer. And because that was something she really valued and she put all that hope onto my brother. And, oh, I spent so much of my childhood and some of my teen years trying to impress her because I really liked writing, especially fiction in my younger years. And yeah, there was so much death spoken over my writing. And then I was dyslexic and it just like, man, the odds were stacked up against me. And I don't have a relationship with this grandmother anymore. Um, but when um, in August of 2019, I had a literary agent slide into my DMs. And honestly, I thought it was a scam. <laughs> I thought it was fake. And so she wanted to have a phone call with me. And I talked to her. And I think the what was playing in the back of my head the whole time, she was like, hey, we like publishing houses are looking for these type of Enneagram books. We think you could write them. And I'm just like, I can't. I can't write. Like, I can't be an author. I can't do that. And I'm already really enjoying doing Enneagram coaching. And I have a little baby. Like, my life is really full. How on earth could I write books? And I got off the phone and I talked to my husband. I'm like, yeah, this is, it's, I don't know about this opportunity. And he was like, Elizabeth, do it. Like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Do it. And I was like, oh, um, I wonder what that would look like. And just talking to my my parents, they were just all of a sudden like so excited, like, oh my gosh, that you would be amazing. You've always been such a good writer. And I'm like, really? Like, okay. I mean, um, okay, we'll see. And so me and my husband created a book proposal together in a weekend and got that to the literary agent. And I had four different offers that I was sorting through from publishing houses. And these are my um, Enneagram devotionals that I wrote. So they are 60-day devotionals for each type and um, how I organize them is going over basically different strengths and weaknesses of the type. So things God needs to help you with and things for you to recognize and step into. And then um, you both your stress and growth numbers. So we do 10 days on each different topic. And um, man, yeah, I had three months to write the first three. And um, that was the December before COVID. And I also found out I was pregnant. And it was insane. I was in coffee shops, dry heaving, writing <laughs> because I was pregnant. And um, yeah, so I had some, I had people help, which was really hard as an Enneagram for, I want things to be my own. I want them to be unique. I want them to be me, you know? And so God really humbled me and being like, you can't do this. You can't do this by yourself. And so I paid out of my own pocket, different types to help me write each of the books and write devotionals for their own type from their perspective. And so I wrote the Enneagram for one pretty much almost by myself, but um, all the other ones have devotions written by that type for them. Um, 
Yeah. And it was just really, really cool. I mean, like, obviously God just blew open doors for that. And like, it's so funny because even when I talk about people being like, yeah, there was death spoken over my writing and like, this shouldn't be where I am. They're like, oh, good for you for pushing through and doing it. I'm like, I did not. Like, I literally did not be like, I'm going to be a writer anyways. Like, that was never my thing. But God's like, no, I'm going to redeem this part of your life for you. And this is going to be who, what I have for you and just helping me step through it. And there's definitely been a lot of things I've had a process and counseling I've had to do to step into writing with that backstory. But yeah, seeing God do it and seeing so many people be like, your outlines are amazing. You have so, you're so much gifts in your outlines and your metaphors and all this stuff. And my editor hasn't, um, hasn't fired me yet. She, she's worked alongside me with the patience of a saint. And yeah, that that's just been so cool. And that God has, um, in every book I sign, I always say like, may God lead you to still waters through these words. Like that is my dearest hope is that God will take in uh, something out of this, even if it's just the scripture and lead people towards still waters and show them the, their reflection of him. Um, because I think that that's something that prompts the most change in your life, you know, that encouragement and that awe of being like, man, we are reflections of God and my personality, my gifts are a reflection of his good gifts is just such a, it makes you feel so small and so empowered at the same time. And so anyways, they had the, all those books, they um, released them three at a time, which was interesting. I had three book launches in the course of a year and a half. Um, but that's been really cool to even, even all those launch teams, it being different numbers had such different flavors. And like, it's just been really cool to focus on each number for a while. And man, each of these devotionals that I wrote grew me like, man, having to grit my teeth and write about joy and about logic over emotion. It was really, really hard, <laughs> but having to do my research and see how, like, how is this a part of God? How is this something God values, even though it's something in my core? I think I tend to shun and I, I'm like, obviously sadness and grief and, um, emotion are the best things. (laughs) Like these are the deepest, richest things of life, but being called to joy and being called to logic, writing that seven and that five devotional, man, it grew me and really helped me to see that, oh, God tells you to have joy. Like God calls you to joy. And I think I forget that a lot but that was really really cool to have to do my research on and have to grow in to even be able to write that wow well tell us about your latest book so it's enneagram life personal relational and biblical insights for all seasons can you just kind of give us an overview of what you've put you know i'm sure so much time and effort and just like your whole being i'm sure is in this book so (laughs) kind of share with us what the book is about yes so um when my publishing house um, came to me about writing a trade book, so a bigger book about something you specialize in, I was like, man, I just don't, I never had to really niche down on the Enneagram because I was a very early account on Instagram and I like talking about the Enneagram as a whole. And so I've never had to be like, oh, I do Enneagram marriage or I do Enneagram and parenting or whatever. And so I'm like, I, I know a lot about these topics, but I don't feel like I have a whole book in me about parenting or about you know, different things like that. And so really what I ended up doing with Enneagram Life was um, taking all the FAQs that I answer all day long and putting them into different categories of different seasons of your life. So in the childhood section, we talk about birth order. We talk about your relationship with your parents. We talk about childhood wounds. uh, We talk about how your parents' Enneagram type impacted you. 
And then in adolescence, we talk a lot about friendships. We talk a lot about um, living in unhealth and extremes. We talk about subtypes in the adolescence section um, because I see a lot of subtypes flip between um, high school and college. Um, you know, leaving your parents' house does do a lot of things to you. And then adulthood, we talk a lot about marriage and parenting in the workplace um, and stress and growth numbers. And then in um, advanced adulthood, we talk a lot about um, the missing piece and security arrows. We talk about um, grief and we talk about death at the very end. And man, it just it's such a journey, but it's really all these parts that I, I, I really want to make the Enneagram painfully practical for people because if it's not painfully practical we don't use it and we don't see how it impacts our everyday life but when you get the information about your personality and how it impacts oh where you line up in your family and your friendships and your workplace because we know it does but sometimes we like to pretend it doesn't or we don't know how those things interact with each other um and so yeah this book has so much information and so many different topics but i think i really like to think of it as a a resource like just such a reference guide and a resource for people that love the Enneagram that are ready to go beyond the 101 and want to learn more about how your personality practically impacts right now your past and your future Mm. yeah well that's beautiful well as we wrap it up I just love to hear you know what would you say to the person that's out there that has really experienced that personal transformation or relational transformation that you've experienced and they do want to pay it forward, but they've got their own head trash and limiting beliefs. What would you say to them in just going ahead and jumping into the Become an Enneagram Coach course? What advice would you have for them? Yeah. Um, so if you are dealing with all of your insecurities and your own learning about the Enneagram and as well as wanting to become an Enneagram coach, I think I would just encourage you that God uses steps in your life not you don't have to build the entire house to have something be worth something you can you can build the next step you can invest in the next step and step onto that and who knows what you're going to be able to see once you do one more step and god might completely change your trajectory and might completely do something else with your life i mean i i had a baby boutique 5 years ago <laughs> like um on etsy and I can look back at that and be like, oh man, that was such a waste. That was such a waste of my time. Look what I'm doing now. I don't do that at all. But I'm like, man, how much about social media did I learn from having that baby boutique? And God used that step. And so I think a lot of us, um, we get too far ahead, especially when we think about Enneagram coaching. We're like, okay, um, am I going to quit my job? Am I going to have this be my full-time thing? Is this going to, I'm creating a small business. It's like, you can just take one more step. You can just learn more. You can actually see the ins and outs of what a coaching would look like. You can coach one or two people. You can, you know, just take those next steps and see what happens because we can trust God to fling open those doors if he wants us to, or we can, or we can trust that whatever we're doing now might even turn us into a different thing. I mean, if I started Enneagram coaching and if I didn't have any kids or was at a different stage of life, maybe that would have led me to become a counselor out of that. Mm -hmm. And that would have been just as cool as what I'm doing now. So yeah, I would just tell people yeah. to trust to trust that just my next step. If this is something you feel like God's calling you towards, you don't need to have all the answers and you don't need to know exactly where you're going to go with it just to do the next thing. Sure. That's great. Well, and a great next step for those that are interested, we actually have a free mini course for people to check out. There are three videos that really kind of outline what this is like. 
So for those of you that are kind of interested and you're ready to take a next step, uh, one of the ways that you can do that is go to yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash mini course. Um, and there you can just easily sign up to get that free mini course. And we'll kind of take you through some of the process so you can understand that. Um, but also if you want to know more about Elizabeth and what she has going on, you can go to her website, which is Elizabeth Bennett, And Elizabeth is spelled with an S just to let you know, Elizabeth Bennett, But she's also again on Instagram at Enneagram.life. Um, is there any other places that people can find you or is those the two main spots? Two main spots. We do have a Facebook. Um, it's not extremely active, but you could search Enneagram Life and you'd probably find it. And then I also have an author Instagram as well, um, which is author.elizabethbennett. Great. Great. Adam, do you have anything else to add? No, I just so appreciate uh, your story, Elizabeth. Thanks for sharing it with us. I was it really, really left an impact on me today to hear you talk about um uh, your journey toward, you know, from childhood all the way to, you know, doing mm-hmm. what you're doing now. And I don't remember who said it, but I was reminded as you were talking, someone, someone once said, you know, your, your destiny is often hidden in your history. And I just think mm-hmm. it's really powerful that those false narratives that were spoken over you at, at, uh, at such a young age, um, de- they're not defining you and, uh, yeah. you're, you're moving into finding your voice, living into your calling and it's making a huge difference. And I know I can speak on behalf of Beth and our team that we're just really proud of as, as one mm-hmm. of our certified coaches, we're just really proud of you and the work that you're doing. And thanks for coming and sharing that with us today. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Beth. Yeah. Really warms my heart. I love I just can't believe that what I get to do and how God is using it. It's been really, really humbling. So um, thank you for letting yes. me share. I mean, I just wish everyone could kind of like join in like a sneak peek of what it's like, you know, as a coach uh, to see the faces of these people that have these aha moments that are life changing, life altering, yeah. relationship changing. Like you said, in our marriages, our parenting, our uh you know, working with coworkers and everything. I mean, it's just so life-giving to have the privilege and the honor of coaching people into their own personal transformation. So, um, yeah, well, thanks for coming. Thanks for um, being vulnerable and transparent, sharing with us, you know, your weaknesses, but how God has used that to bless others, even though you struggled with reading and you were, you know, like your grandmother spoke over to you things that could have completely inhibited you, but you took that step of faith and trusted God has put this in my path and I'm going to take it. And just the blessings that it has had on people. I'm so proud of you. And I'm so grateful that, um, you know, that, that you are doing exactly what God is calling you to do. And so for those of you, again, that are interested in becoming an Enneagram coach, we have our own certification program called Become an Enneagram Coach Course. And you can get our free mini course at uh, yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash mini course. But as always, remember that the Enneagram reveals your need for Jesus, not your need to work harder. It's the gospel that transforms us. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.